What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast 23! Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. Oh my goodness, Report, recording, not reporting, recording, Podcast 23 with my best friend. That's me. <laughs> That's right. It is me and my wife here today, the one and only beautiful Jen. Hi. Uh-huh. I love sitting here with you. This makes my heart happy. I know. See, this is wonderful. And we are going to continue our podcast series today on friendship. Yeah, we can talk about friendship. Are We're you, friends. Are you my friend? Yeah. Uh, am I your best friend? You are my best friend. Do we share all of our hopes and dreams? Yes. Do we talk about our secrets? Yes. And you're still my friend? I love you. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> there, uh, we've talked about this before in the podcast in the past, but it's... Um, so important to with for friendships to have vulnerability. Yeah. Moments of vulnerability. These yeah. are my weaknesses. These are my struggles. Um, this is where I need prayer. This is where I need help. Yeah, that's where you really feel known by somebody when you can share that side of you and know that there's acceptance and support, and that they still love you after you've shared those things. Uh huh. Yep. And Jen, on a completely different note. Do you know what's on TV tonight? It's Thursday night football. Oh, it's the opening game of the NFL season. It's on TV tonight. And you are so excited. And our schedule tonight will revolve (laughs) around that game starting. You are passionate about that, and I will support that passion. Um, Do you... So, and it's not forced support. I willingly, willingly will watch that game with you. Do you want to know what's on my mind and what I'm, th- what my thoughts are? <laughs> Do you love to just talk to me and know what are you thinking about? What do you, what what's on your mind right now? Do you love to? Do you, don't don't you aren't you interested in stuff like that? I do, and this is a frequent conversation we have. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? When you ask me, what are you thinking right now? What do I? What do I? <laughs> what do I? <laughs> what do I talk about? Well, what I want you to share with me is your deep dreams <laughs> and concerns and emotions. Uh-huh. But what I usually get. Is something sports related. <laughs> <laughs> and when I ta- when I start going into sports talk and I see wah, 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 yeah, wah, your wah, facial wah, expressions wah. start to just <laughs> kind of get like uninterested and like oh. I try though. I'm I'm telling you, I try. You just have so much sports knowledge and it's so deep that to, I just I have a hard time tracking with you. Tell I need to learn more. Tell the audience about our recent conversation <laughs> that we had. Um, the, 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 it was late at night. We were about, we were still out in the living room. We had just, we were going to go to bed. We turned the TV off and like, you know, we the kids were, had been asleep for, for a few hours and we were ready to go to bed ourselves. And we turned the TV off and you just looked at me and said, how much do you know about sports? 
And I said, I, Oh, this was great, where I gave you a pop quiz. You gave me a sports pop quiz. Yes. But you didn't know the answers, but you had no. a lot of questions. So yes. you, you were like, how much do you know about sports? And I yes. said, I know a lot about sports. And then you're like. Because I know you're on that app. You're like looking up all information. You're constantly app? reading articles, the ESPN app. Yep. You're constantly reading updates. You're constantly talking to other guys about it. And I'm like, how big is this obsession? Like, do I just, is this just the tip of the iceberg? And so I wanted to know how big is this iceberg? And you started, so give a, the audience an example of a question you asked me. So I started asking. Why don't you just ask me a question right now? Okay. Because you probably don't remember the exact <laughs> no, question you asked. But just for reference, what did you, what did you ask? Who is the quarterback for the New York Giants? Mm-hmm. And I said? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. Okay. So, but I trusted that what you said was Yeah, you just trusted. And, and then I'd start asking you, okay, well, who is the coach for, you know, an obscure team? Mm-hmm. And you'd answer. And I I'd was answer. amazed. And you'd ask me all these random questions that you were thinking there's – I thought I was going to stump you. Yeah. But I you had, were so quick to answer every single one. I had all the one. answers – and it was one of those moments where I almost felt ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the goal of that <laughs> pop quiz. You had this pop quiz. I knew all the answers. And then you I know you're thinking to yourself, this is useless information. No. Can I tell you my honest reaction? Yeah. I was impressed. You were? I thought, wow, he knows a lot about sports. Yeah. And I don't know hardly anything. And so I know all I the quarterbacks. It. I know all the coaches. Yeah. I know all the wide receivers. I'm glad backs. that you're I'm glad you're passionate about something and that you can share it with other people. Not with me, mm-hmm. but you can share it with other people. Do you ever feel like I feel where you are very passionate about something, but you are almost embarrassed at your levels of passion for it? Have you ever felt that? That you think to yourself, I think I might be too passionate about this. That my my passion level goes beyond the normal yes. human being. Yes. Human being. I feel like that. Yes. I feel like that. There are things I, I'm very excited to talk about with you, and I can tell you don't appreciate it, so I just retreat yeah. on the topic. And I retreat eh. on I retreat on my topics too, because I can tell you're not into it. And I can tell other I've had moments like this with other people. Yeah. Where somebody will say, like, oh, what's your favorite food? And I immediately have an answer, and I had not only have an answer, but I am excited yes. to share it. But then I realize, wait. I was way too excited about that. I shouldn't be this excited about popcorn. <laughs> 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 so I'm passionate about popcorn. Yes. I'm passionate about sports. Which anybody who's listening, if you've eaten the popcorn that my husband makes – you can't go back to any other popcorn. Like he makes it over the stove, white cheddar seasoning. He knows that like the type of kernel you buy, like he takes it to the next level. So much so when we go to the movies, I don't want movie popcorn. My husband has ruined me. You had better popcorn the day before. Yes, yes. So you have every right to be passionate about that. I'm passionate about popcorn. I'm passionate about sports. I'm passionate about Detroit sports teams and I just, but I sometimes I feel like such a nerd. Don't feel like that. All right, good. You're normal. You're totally normal. But you nerd out with some things, right? Yes. What do you nerd out about? Well, you talked about, you know, what's something that you're passionate about that you talk about it. Someone's like, 
doesn't understand it. Mm-hmm. This sounds, and maybe this is just like because we have three children, because I'm home, I work part-time, but I'm home a lot. Mm-hmm. And I get very excited about like organizing things at my house, redoing rooms and mm-hmm. decorating. And I could just watch HGTV all day and get inspired and look at beautiful like homes and things. And so I know- Do I'll you love to go to Target and just look at things? And just look. Just look. Just look. Gives me joy. Sparks joy. Sparks joy. <laughs> and you'll come home and I'll be like, babe, I organized this and mm-hmm. I want you to be as geeked and excited about it. And I, and you're kind and like, oh, good job, babe. But I can tell you don't value it to the degree that I'm like, this was life changing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I recently reorganized our kitchen. Yes, you everything. did, which is frustrating, actually. But it makes so much more sense now. I know but I went to open the drawer where the Ziploc baggies used to be and now they're spatulas. And I'm like... Oh, and I, every single time I go for a <laughs> Ziploc bag, I get the spatula yes. and I'm like, and I, I got to turn around and get the Ziploc Did, bag. It, it takes time, but it's it a does. better flow. It's a better flow. You think so? And if not, I'll change it again. And I'll tell you where, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you where the things are in the new place. Did you ever reorganize your room growing up? Oh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Reorganize my room. Like literally room. you move your bed and your totally. dresser and your Yeah. Nights. In fact, it's like. Why not reorganize my room? Like, you're kind of bored, yeah. have a couple hours. Yeah, I'll move my bed over there, yep. move this stuff over. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I used to do that too. Yeah. That was fun. I took a um, – I, I like interior design. Yes. You know that, right? Yes. I learned that when we first got married, and I would bring home things that I liked for the house, <laughs> and you had strong opinions otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I didn't want to hurt your feelings, though, but I had strong opinions. Uh, about- you'd tell, you, I could tell the look in your eyes. And then I'd talk to other <laughs> young married couples. They'd be like, oh, my husband doesn't care. He's open to whatever. And I was like, well, I wonder what that's like because I bring it up. <laughs> but I, it's our home. I want you to like it, too. I like interior but design. But you do. You I, do have an opinion. This is an embarrassing story that I've shared before, and I'll share it again because I don't know if most people know this. But in middle school, we took a career um, survey. Yes. It was quite a lengthy ex- uh, survey where it was like almost a personality te- ex- yes. test. Okay. Like, And it was questions like, you know, like really in-depth stuff about your thoughts and conversations and your your observations on life and all this stuff. And then you submitted this this test after you you turned like you the teacher mailed it off and then like 2 to 3 weeks later results came back on what they based upon all your answers gave you a your best jobs that they recommend for you to do. <laughs> do you remember what mine was? Well, I I can guess where you're going with this. Interior design. Okay, but I have to pause you right there. And when I saw that as a middle school boy, yeah, I almost died. Here's, yeah, I'm sure you did not share with any of <laughs> no. your friends. All my friends are like, yeah, I got an astronaut. Yeah, I'm like, you're like, I don't know. Mine was inconclusive. Yeah, mine, I lost <laughs> but it. But let me pause you right there because who you are in middle school, thank the Lord, is not who you are. <laughs> in the years to come and as an adult. But I still enjoy interior design. As a matter of fact, part of my job at the church has a little bit to do with interior design because I do stage design. Yeah. And so. How things look, how it feels. Yeah. Anyway. All right. That's enough small talk. (laughs) I think I actually am enjoying the small talk right now. Um, But let's get into the meat of this friendship part four. Um, We're going to call today's podcast pitfalls to friendship. 
we're going to talk about four pitfalls to friendship today. Number one, immaturity. Immaturity. This is a pitfall to friendship because I think everybody out there, you want good friends. You want those lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. And we have to look at ourselves and there's things that we can do and not do that affect the quality of our friendships. And immaturity is absolutely one of them. (laughs) Yes, it is. Uh, Immature people want to live their life by themselves. Ever heard that? Yeah. Yeah. It's easier to live life by yourself because well, because you're in order doing to be around, yeah, in order to be around people, you've got to like you got to adjust. You got to adjust. You yeah. got to keep your mouth shut at you gotta times. You got to be considerate you of other be people. Kind and yeah. gentle, and you got to cheer somebody else on at yeah. times, yeah. right? Immature people just kind of want to be. It's by all about me all the time. Yep, and that does not work in a friendship. In fact, I've had over the years, I've had friendships where initially there was that connection. And then over time, started to see the pattern where every time I'm with this person, it always goes back to this problem or this issue they're having, which I have no, like, I'll listen, I'll encourage. But your time together is spent. It's always about them them. and that issue and that, like, difficulty. And after a while, I'm like, oh. Like it doesn't feel like a well, you're not having a, fun. a give and take friendship anymore. Yeah. It feels like a counseling session that I'm going to, and so after a while, that friendship is hard to sustain because it. I'm, I think it's part of immaturity is yep. they're just so self focused that the friendship can't go anywhere. It yes, well, it will go somewhere, but gets hits a dead end. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Do you remember when we were dating? And I would take you to the scary dead end in the neighborhood. <laughs> no. <gasps> oh, you mean the creepy neighborhood? Yeah. Okay. Can we just clarify? That, I took you to that because I was from the city that we lived in. You did take me there. I showed it to you. But yes, you would use it. It backfired on me because I showed it to you because it was creepy. Yes. And then when you were driving, you would take me there against my will. At night. Like, this is the creepy place you hate. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. And, and I was driving, me. and so I would yes. just take you down the street. It was awful. Yeah. Why? One of the reasons it was so scary is because it was a dead end. Yeah. And and then not only that, but the only way to turn around was to turn into the driveway of the creepy house. Yes. Which was terrifying. Yeah. So this was a dead end street that did not have a wide enough dead end to do a circle yeah you had to turn into the driveway and then back out and go out yeah that's what made it so horrible yeah and any relationship that's based upon immaturity has this nasty horrible dead end Mm -hmm. where and you you're stuck and you're scared (laughs) and you've got to somehow get out of there yeah (laughs) you got to get out of that immaturity phase well and another side to this immaturity is Oftentimes, people are not satisfied with the relationships or the friendships they have in their life because they're waiting for people to approach them, seek them out, pursue them. And it takes a certain level of maturity to pursue people, to put yourself out there, Mm -hmm. to reach out and engage with somebody. It's really immature for us to just sit in the corner and wait for friends to come over to us and engage us. We need to put ourselves out there and take that risk. You have to at some point. You have to put yourself out there at some point. If you're just constantly waiting for people to approach you, 
people will approach you, mm-hmm. but eventually those people need you yeah. to to approach them too. Yeah, they that, need you to give back. Yes. Eventually they'll say, I can't keep giving into yeah. this thing. I've getting nothing in yeah. return. It's like uh, eventually you just, you're, you're naturally just back away. You'll back yeah. away if there's no give and yeah. take. And those are the richest relationships, those friendships in my life where there's give and take. It's I pursue you, you pursue me. I invest into you, you're investing into me. I encourage mm-hmm. you, you encourage me. And so, yeah, immaturity can be a huge pitfall mm-hmm. when it comes to having those those quality friendships that you want. Number two, and we'll go through these last three rather quickly because of time. But number two, selfishness. Yeah. <laughs> Selfish people don't have friends because they don't want to sacrifice time, energy, or possessions. Yeah, I think about, we had a friend in college that we would all hang out together. And this friend, it was like their way or no way as far as like, <laughs> what are we going to do tonight? They well, were he, like, would, he would ask us, what do you guys want to do tonight? And we would talk about some restaurants that yeah. we want to go to or some movies that yeah. we might want to see or a park that we might want to hang and out at. Like, no, 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 no. We got to go here. Yeah. And we, we're like, we got to go to Olive Garden. <laughs> And this person was great to be with, and so you compromise. You're like, all right, whatever you it want. It really wasn't that big of a deal. But yeah. at the same time, you're like, bro, you never, We always kind of, like, giggled to it to ourselves uh-huh. later. We're like, we always do what they want to do. Yeah. And so, I mean, we laugh about it now, but that's a side of selfishness where it's like, it's this friendship is on my terms. You know, we're going to do what I want to do. Uh, it's it's going to look and, and be the way that I want it to be. Like, that's, that's yep. selfish. That's a pitfall, you know? That's, <laughs> yes. not, that's not good. So nothing takes selfishness out of your life like traveling in a large group. Missions trips, (laughs) vacations, uh, road trips. Yeah, accommodating to other people and what they need at the moment. Yeah, I got to stop and go to the bathroom again. Yeah. I got to stop and go to the bathroom again. Nothing, (laughs) nothing will test your selfishness like traveling in a large group. Yes. Rarely. <laughs> That's so true. Oh my gosh. Look at look at look at uh, Proverbs 18 verse 1. It says an unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. Hmm. I've seen this, man. Yeah. I've seen this. Uh, let's not do this in our relationships. I I would I would suggest this that 80 to 90% of your frustrations with people don't need to be voiced. Hmm. <laughs> Just keep it to yourself. <laughs> that they're more mainly your problem and not yeah. theirs. Yeah. That you even bringing it up isn't actually good. You don't have any intentions of solving problems. You just have yeah. intentions of pointing out flaws in people. And can that go back to the level of maturity? Yeah. Like that's a level of maturity is to. You're starting quarrels. To over, like, I'm, I'm just not going to let it be a big deal. I'm just going to show grace or like be understanding or, I mean, that's, yeah, that's doing life with people. People don't need you to point out to them that their clothes don't match (laughs) or that they're, or that they stink or that their hair looks ugly or that their, their, uh, you know, choice of movies was dumb. These are all things that I got to pause you right there. Selfish people point out. Hang on. What? When it comes to my true friends, you better tell me if I'm having a bad hair day, though. Like, okay. You got If I got something, okay. I have an example. We don't have time to go into this. But if I have something in my teeth, 
you better be the true friend that tells me, girl, you got something right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on on the flip end of that 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 conversation, true friends will tell you, hey, don't wear those shoes with those pants. And like. a, a true friend, <laughs> a true friend will has your back. Yes. And will discreetly and quietly yes. point out. They a won't little, shame you. Yes, but they in will a help se- you. But a selfish person yes. is looking to shame you yeah. in front of the in front of the group. Ridicule. Yep. Mock you. Yep. Oh, mock you. That hurts. Have a, that they don't even know how to relate to people unless yeah. they're mocking that or sarcasm. being sarcastic. Yep. Oh. It's bad. It's really selfish. Number yeah. three. Number three of to your four pitfalls of friendship is pride. Pride. Mm. Pride, pride, pride. Yeah. This is how pride is seen is you think you don't need help. Yeah. You don't ask for help. You don't want help. This is all pride, yeah. right? Um, and so what, how, how is this pride? It's because they're very independent. Mm-hmm. You, they reject any kind of assistance, which is what being a friend is. Hey, can I come over and watch the game with you? No. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'd love to come over and, and help you with that, with that thing so we could just hang out and be together. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. And, and that's pride. Yeah. That That's how pride comes out. They they don't think they need anybody. They, yeah. <laughs> they don't think yeah. they need any any person in their life. They just want to fly solo. Yep. They just think, I'm good. I shouldn't have to need people. Yep. But the Lord made us to live in community with each other. Yeah. And the scripture talks about iron sharpening iron, like all the benefits of having people in your life. If you have that prideful attitude about you or I don't need people, you know, I I, I can do this on mm-hmm. my own. Like yeah. I can take care of this project on my own or I can yep. enjoy life by myself. Oh, they're, they're missing out on such a beautiful part of life that the Lord wants us to have with friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And last one here, just for time's sake, is sin. Yes, that's right. There can be a real sin issue that will create, I don't know if the word is I want to use walls, it can create tension. <laughs> We're talking like someone, I'm talking, obviously we all sin. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a person who has a sin bent but refuses to fix it or mm-hmm. want to fix it or even acknowledge it or yeah. confess it or apologize for yeah. it. They are selfish and they don't care. <laughs> yeah. They uh, they they curse around you, and you've asked them to stop, and they don't they don't care about your feelings towards it one yeah. bit, yeah. right? Oh, jeez, okay. I mean, are you really? I told you that makes me uncomfortable. Could you please not do that or say that or treat me like that? Yeah. Uh, can you please? Could you please stop kissing my boyfriend? <laughs> could you please stop? hitting on my girlfriend in yeah. front of me. What's wrong with yeah. you? No. And if they just flat out say, who cares? I don't care about you. I'm going to yeah. live my life. I'm going to do whatever I want. This is a sin yeah. issue and it causes division. Yeah. Sin will keep you from having healthy friendships. Just recently, I was joking around with someone who's a dear friend of mine and I said something on a whim and later realized I think I took that joke too far and I think I could have I think I might have hurt them Hmm. 
And that was a, like I sinned against her. Like I I uh, could have hurt her feelings, and I I wasn't sure if it hurt her or not. So I I went later and I apologized to her. I said, Hey, do you know when we were talking about that? And I said that thing. I shouldn't have said that, and I'm really sorry if it hurt. I was confessing that sin to her, mm-hmm. and she, oh, I no, I thought it was funny and it didn't bother me, and oh. it's totally okay. Yep. But just admitting a sin, whether it's a secret sin or if you did something to hurt your friend, you know, that can be a real downfall to your friendship if you can't confess stuff to each other or if you just start harboring bitterness or offense Mm -hmm. and you don't bring stuff out in the open. And like I said, she was quick to, oh, I forgive you. It's okay. And we got closer because of it. It Mm -hmm. cleared the air. I wasn't having to wonder anymore. Oh, is she upset with me about that? We just cleared the air and, you know, we're, we're good. Yeah. Okay. So I hope that this helped you guys as you listen to this podcast that the pitfalls to friendship i think that we're going to keep this friendship series going because it's really good stuff i truly believe that we've got a friendship famine in our culture and in our world that there is desire for friendship but a lack of friendship Mm -hmm. and people feel more alone than ever uh we go to the wrong places for companionship Um, we don't know how to find friends or keep friends. We do it the wrong way. We're stuck in a rut. This stuff has been gold. Like Jerry, like, like Seinfeld's gold, Jerry, (laughs) it's gold, you know? Um, and so I, I just, we're going to keep this rolling. Um, Thanks, yeah. Jen. Thank you, Jen, for being with us today. Well, and it's awesome how we can talk about it here, but it's also something you can bring before the Lord of God. I just want better friends. And we've seen God answer that prayer in our lives before, where we've gone through seasons where we're, we felt like we were kind of in a friendship rut. Yeah. And God brought amazing people along to bless us. And maybe it was different people than we expected or yeah. just happened in a different way. Yep. But we can take that need to the Lord and he cares about our lives and our and our relationships. And so we can ask him to bring those friends into our lives. Oh, I hope that we're helping you today, audience. It's been good to be with you today. We'll be right back here, dropping another podcast next Thursday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.